Well, you may be seated, and while you're being seated, we want to welcome in our viewing audience at home. We're recording this service this morning, and it will be played out at 10 o'clock for the 10 o'clock service. So uh, we're actually recording the the message part of the service right now. And uh, so if you're at home, we welcome you into our service. We're missing you, but we understand uh, that some of you are still not ready to come back out. Here's my challenge for you. Don't stay home just because you can. Come and be a part of the body when you feel like it's time for you to be back out. We've got a, a room that's not quite full, but a room that's fairly full for a first service this morning, and we're excited to be here together. Um, I was reading in my devotions this week as I was um, studying through, just reading through the Psalms. I love to read in the Psalms and, and what it speaks to my life with so many times, and and. Uh, as most of y'all know, I typically preach out of the Holman, um, but I typically read just my personal reading time out of the ERV. And I just, I like the way it speaks. Uh, it, it's a, it is not a um, paraphrase. It is a, a, an actual translation, but it's translated in just regular talk like we talk. Um, most of y'all have read some of this. And uh, so uh, as I was reading this week, um, knowing what I was going to be preaching on, this verse just jumped out at me, or these two verses just jumped out at me. Psalm 9, verses 9 and 10 in the ERV. Listen to what it says. Many people are suffering, crushed by the weight of their troubles. But the Lord is a refuge for them, a safe place they can run to. Lord, those who know your name come to you for protection, and when they come, you do not leave them without help. Isn't that a great, great promise from God? With all that we've been going through, it just seems amazing to me at how quickly life turns, or it can turn. Just a few months ago, we were planning for the Easter services. We were, we were working on all the different things that we're planning for Easter. And, uh, and then a word we'd never used and most of us had never even heard of entered into our vocabulary, COVID-19. I'd never heard of COVID. Um, which, well, and I guess the reason for that is COVID-19 came from the coronavirus. I'd heard of coronavirus. But, but COVID brought us distress and despair. And for some, it brought the darkness of depression. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to uh, over the last couple of months that have just been defeated by this staying at home and the depression that set in and the aloneness that set in. I, I, one thing I know for sure, it brought disruption to everybody's everyday life. I don't care who you were um, or, or what you were doing or how much you're retired, Judy, you know, there, there, there's some things that just, it brings some disruption. The other thing I know for a surety is it brought a bright light to the dysfunction within our government and the inability for them to be able to work together to meet the problems that we were all facing. And for some, it even brought death. It brought relational death as we were forced to separate because of the virus, it brought financial death to a lot of folks that couldn't work and businesses that have had to shut down. It brought 
a death to dreams. There's some new businesses that just started opening, just began to dream. Things were just beginning to happen, and they got canceled. Graduation this year. All the people that had been for, for years had been preparing for graduation in 2020. All those seniors, their graduation is so different than what everybody else. Uh, there's going to be another graduation like that ever? I don't think so. So many things. Weddings. Even funerals changed. Funerals, in some places, you, couldn't even have, you can't even have funerals still. And even when they were, they were, they were disruptive or changed to where only could be family, small groups. Um, just so many things done. And then for some, even physical death. That, uh, that just, that's just hard. But however negatively you've been affected, let me remind you what Jesus said. John 10.10 in the ERV said, A thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came to give you life, life that is full and good. Now, I don't want you to think that that means that you're going to have everything you want and everything that you ask for, but you can have a full, good life in Christ. That's His promise to each and every one of us. My hope this morning is that I can change your thinking a little bit. Because you've been geared for the last couple of months at COVID-19, COVID-19, COVID-19. And I want to change it. I want us to dwell on a new phrase today. I made up a new one. If they can make up COVID-19, I can make up mine. I made up a new one. COVID-2020. Because I want you to clearly see what COVID can teach each one of us. Listen to what Jesus said. John 12, 46. I've come as a light into the world so that everyone who believes in me would not remain in darkness. Jesus wants us to be able to clearly see. He brought light, spiritual light to us, didn't he? He brought us a light that could help us see our sin. He brought us a light that could help us see our separateness from God. He brought us a light that could help us see the path that we should follow and walk. In John 18, 37, he declared, I have come into the world for this, to, fest, to testify to the truth. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But he came to testify of what is true. He wants you and I to know the truth, and in knowing the truth, it shall set us free. We all know that COVID-19 is a respiratory disease that comes from the coronavirus, this new coronavirus that's out there. But I want you to see and know clearly the truth of this thing that I'm calling COVID-2020. Ben's going to put it on the screen. Christ offers victory in distress, in despair, in the disruption and dysfunction of our daily lives, into the death of those things that we hold so dearly. Instead of looking at COVID as being something, this, this disease that's out there, let's look at the victory that God promises. Let's look at what God says and offers. Now, He offers us this. doesn't mean we're guaranteed to take it unless we take it on our own. Unless we gravitate to it and grab hold of it. 
In fact, I want to tell you that it is in death. That's the key to finding the victory that Christ is offering. It's in death. Anybody here ready to just like jump on the train? Sam and I are pretty close to being ready to jump on the train. Um, but but, but not, neither one of us are going to go stand in the street and wait on the car to hit us, are we, Sam? Hey, I'm ready to go to heaven. I'm just like going to wait on him. But it is in dying that we find life. Book of Romans, chapter 8. Paul, writing to that group of believers, said, So then, brothers, we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh. Listen to what he says. For if you live according to the flesh, you're going to die. If you live according to your own mindset, to this, this worldly thinking, to this human nature thinking that you have, you're going to die. But if, you, if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. If you shut down your plan and raise up His plan, you can live. He's talking about in this life. He's not talking about eternal life. That is true, and it applies. But he's talking to believers living in Rome in that tragic situation they were living in there, that they could have a victorious life then. It is in dying to yourself that you find victory over the hardships of life. Listen, I can't promise you that in living totally for Jesus that your troubles are going to vanish. But I can promise, because Jesus promised, you can have victory even in your trouble, even in your darkness, even in your despair, even in your defeat, even in your desperation, dysfunction. How can I promise that? Because Jesus promised it. Jesus promised that you can have victory. Romans chapter 8 passage that you probably know well verse number 35 and verse number 37 can anything separate us from christ's love can trouble or problems or persecution can it separate us from his love if we have no food or clothes or face danger or even death will that separate us from his love now you just man, that was a pretty good list of things you know, you you can just Trouble and problems and persecution, well, those are kind of vague. But when you start talking about having no food and no clothes or facing death, those are real things that we touch in this life. But verse 37, listen to what he says. In all these troubles, in every one of those things, we have complete victory through God who has shown his love for us. Listen to me, you don't have to be defeated in the midst of, of life when it's troubling. Because here's what I know about life. After 64 and almost 11 twelfths, <laughs> almost 65 this month, next month. This is the end of trouble, folks. We, we were laughing out front a little while ago because we were trying to figure out how to do the masks. Keep them from blowing away. Yeah, and, and Mark said, you know, it's not like we sat home six months ago and said, you know, we're going to be putting masks out here one day. Let's think about how we need to do that. Nobody ever thought about this. But here's what I'm, I'm telling you. There's something coming in six months or a year 
or two years in your life or in the life of the world we're living in that you don't expect, that you don't know what's going to happen. But God knows, and God has prepared, and God has promised you can have complete victory through Him who has shown His love for us. Take up the life of Jesus within you. Live as He did. John 6.35, He said, I have come not to do my will, but to do the will of Him who sent me. You say, that's great. Jesus came to do God's will. But not long after that, in John 20, 21, He passed that along to us, His disciples. He said, as the Father has sent me, so send I you. God said, go do the will of God. Go do the will of the Father. Live out His life. Now, Jesus said, I've got a life. I'm human. I can live and do as I please. But I choose to do the will of my Father in heaven. You, who were dead in trespasses and sins, who've been made alive by the grace of God, go live the same way. This morning, right now, would you and I commit to stop fighting against the frustration and the failure that comes from seeking our own agenda, seeking our own life, would, would you with me respond to Jesus' offer to living victoriously? Listen, I'm not telling you that you won't have to carry a load. Some preachers will tell you if you come to Jesus and you follow Jesus, it's all peaches and cream after that. I'm not telling you that you can just sit back and retire and live a life of leisure. In fact, I want to go on record and tell you, you will have to carry a load. You will have to learn and surrender and follow and even lead others. But you won't have to do the heavy lifting. And you don't have to do it alone. Listen to this verse. Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Jesus himself said to you, and I want you to take it that way, not just something he said several thousand years ago to a bunch of people on a hillside or, or, or following him. Jesus said to you, come to me, all of you who are tired from the heavy burden you've been forced to carry. I'll give you rest. And then immediately says, accept my teaching, learn from me. I'm gentle and humble in spirit. You'll be able to get some rest. Yes, the teaching that I'm asking you to accept is easy. The load that I give you is light. There's a load. You've got to carry. You're not, you're not out of it. But when you're carrying the load Jesus gives, it's a light load. The burden you have is easy because he does the heavy lifting. Listen, I'm telling you, as we're re-engaging in the church, as you begin to re-engage in the community, would you make this moment in time transformational in your life? Would you say, I'm going to sell out 100%. I'm going to live for Jesus. 
I'm going to take his load. I'm going to take his burden. And I'm going to live for him moving forward. Because in doing that, you will, by his own promise, have the victory that God has promised.